it is now time for another episode of Dingly Bits Theater with your host, Captain Ritzo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Dangly Bits Theater. This week, we have another episode of Dangly Bits here for you. Now, I understand that some of you out there are trying to wonder what's going on. We recorded an amazing episode for you last week, but uh, apparently, William decided to try to do what he could, and his computer determined that the show was just way too awesome for anyone ever listened to it, just ate it. And now, we're kind of running a little bit behind and couldn't figure out another way to get another episode up, so we decided, you know what, screw it. Let's just go ahead and hit you guys with some of these dangles. So, go ahead, enjoy these dangles, and you'll hear our contact information at the end of the show. So, that was... I don't know what it is, man. Like, magic lore makes no sense to me. And every attempt to make sense of it just just makes me not care even less. Like, that, none of the story makes any goddamn sense to me. Like, nothing. I remember trying to read some of it, like, back in the Weatherlight days. And I'm, I just remember thinking, like, who writes this shit? Like, like yeah. I read plenty. Of, I read plenty of bad fiction. You know, I watch plenty of bad TV. Whatever. I am not above reading some sorry shit. But this stuff doesn't even make sense. Like, what the hell? I don't know. That's but, just me. So. The Jay yeah, my view for it is like I try to keep up with the magic lore because it gives me a better idea of what could potentially be coming down the pipeline. Because I hate the idea of thinking, like, I hate the idea of, like, oh, man, I fucking love this Elspeth card. I hope she stays around forever. And then, like, I find (laughs) out, oh, yeah, she died, like, two years ago. And I'm like, oh, so that's why she hasn't come back yet. That's why we keep seeing Gideon. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Gideon should have got it. He should have jumped from the bus. You guys know, like, Gideon, what's the deal with Gideon? I want to know. I have no problem with Gideon. I actually like Gideon, but in the same token, it's one of those things where, but Gideon's kind of boring. I'll admit it. But in the same token, the main thing for me is, is that I've seen enough of a Johnny, I've seen enough of his past, I've seen enough of his present, and I'm pretty sure I've, like, I've seen enough of whatever his future is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, kind of tigered out with him. But, you know, that was the one I was like, <laughs> I want to see it. Yeah, I was waiting for so long for Elspeth to come back into the fold. Like, I started... Hey, quiet pl- you, William. Do you say something, Aaron? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I was just going to say, I mean, I really like Gideon, but I'm also a big tool bag right now because I love Ubin. I just got the limit break it last night or the other night. So, uh, but, uh, no, see, see here's, awesome. the, here's the question, though. Did you limit break an Ugin and then put another Ugin into play? Well, no, because I don't. I, my other, it was a commander game. So, uh, I was actually Did my card deck. break the Ugin and then find a way to regrow him and put him back into play. Yeah, well, I should have done that, but it was Karn. So I have, so Mark will appreciate this more than anyone, but, um, as far as I know, I mean, do you guys play Karn? Yes. Karn's okay. amazing. So, so, so here's what happened. I kept an opener with, um, Scorch Ruins, like three, or three other lands. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, um, I'm trying, oh, Alabar's Carpet is something I'm playing right now. So it's like <laughs> some really, some really silly, like, fog nonsense. So I kept, like, this really goofy hand, and I'm like, eh, whatever. So I start drawing stuff, I'm like, this is Ugin. So then I draw Thespian Stage. So now I'm like, okay, well, now I have uh, Scorch Ruins, you know, copy Thespian Stage. I dropped it with double Scorch Ruin, and then um, my buddy was playing, testing out his Shu Yun deck, and I just bolted the Shu Yun with Ghostfire. And then, then I, I actually didn't realize that it was plus two on the ability. So the second time I did it, I'm like, oh, I'm at 11 right now. And then the next turn, I just went, well, here we go. And I actually dropped the car and liberated with his, with uh, Ugin's limit break. So, so, it was, so what you're saying is is that even in an actual game of Commander, um, uh, Shu Yuan can no can't just for some reason just can't catch a break when a dragon is around. 
it's it's so true. But it was it was really a sweet game. It was like you know it was kind of like Magic Christmas Land, but it was really awesome just to be able to finally play my Ugin because I had shuffled up Karn. I'm like I haven't gotten a chance to play this Ugin yet. I played Karn a couple of times and I haven't you know gotten him in, in into the game. So um it was it was really cool to be able to do that. That's awesome, so, man. First, no question. Getting Ugin in over Karn, did you find it to be easier or was it a little bit more like you know? Uh, extensive. Did you have to feel yourself having to go that extra mile to get him out there, or you was it like, just like you know just as easy to cast to cast Ugin? Yeah. Um. No, I, I mean I found it I, relatively easy. Because I know how difficult it can be to get to that one extra point of mana to be able to put him down. Well, here's here's one of the interesting things. Like, uh, I mean, you know, there's an, there's a reason that my nickname that I go by on the internet is Uncle Landros. Like, I play uh-huh. too many lands. Um. For for like you know, and I, I want to like you know. My general philosophy commander is that you should be hitting. Ninety nine lands the best. Well, I do. I do like that deck a lot, but I don't actually play it. But I do play. You know, I do practice generally forty lands or you know a, a, a land fit. And because there's so many mana rocks in Karn, um, it supports itself. So um, I'm able to get to my land drops on turn six and seven and stuff. And um, you know, I just don't have a problem with that. So I don't have to. Or that's just. That's just the way I play, I guess. I don't know. Have you gone with the uh, Maroc deck of 99 lands? I haven't, but I've gotten close to, to putting it together. Because um, I don't have a 9 deck right now. I kind of do, I kind of have the same way that, I approach uh, Commander the same way William does, where I have like one of every color. But I'm actually doing double monocolor, because that's my favorite. Um, but I, I do need a 9 commander. Right now it, it's Earl, but it's commons and uncommons. Um, so it's like, I call it, I, I was going to call it with all commons, it was going to be Big Popper Earl. Um, but it's, it's just a regular commons uncommons thing. And I'm not playing like any of the, I don't think the, the worst card in the deck is Rancor, essentially. Um, but it's all cheap enchantments with haste and, uh, trample and vigilance. Those are like the things that I'm looking for. Um, so that's my Earl, that's my Nia deck right now. But if it's not, it's going to be Morath. So. Now that you mentioned that, like in the process of saying like Earl and stuff and talking about that somewhere in my mind, I just imagined like, since you're saying like all commons and uncommons, I was like, oh yeah, he's no longer in the mist. He's in the fog. Yeah, but then I, but then my brain was like Earl the Fog Stalker, an Earl deck that has like in, like has the um auras, no creatures, but just like every fog you could possibly fit into it. Earl Turbo Fog, that sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds dreadful. I would hate playing against that deck. That would suck so bad. Aaron, make like, it happen. Come at, like what? come at me, bro. Fog. <laughs> All right. You get like one of those electric, the electronic cigarettes, so you could just blow smoke across the field every time someone tries to attack you. Oh. Wow, that sounds like a good way to get stabbed in the face. <laughs> All right, guys, let's stop. But dragging. how would they see your face? Ooh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> All right, guys, let's stop dragging our feet and get the show on the road. Oh, oh, stop it! <laughs> All right, there's no end to this tale. <laughs> <laughs> me in the hey, future. Man. This is me in the past. How Eddie Murphy? You're welcome you. for those chicken, uh, those chicken nuggets I made you. Mmm, blubber nuggets. Very chewy. Oh, like future me left blood. No, like past me left blubber nuggets for future me to eat during the home version. <laughs> yeah, man. That was, that was basically and, that, was, that was that was the Eddie Murphy uh Eddie Murphy thing you just did. You playing yourself. <laughs> playing myself. All right, go ahead, go ahead, Calvin. Get us back. Uh, uh, this guy deck, is the... when you cast and you could basically keep putting tokens and like plus one plus one counters on Animar, right? Yeah, that's that's the plan. And it's it's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. And this guy is just casting that bad book free, basically. Calvin, let the man talk. 
Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been on for a while. I'm sorry. He's got his own show. He can talk all he wants. <laughs> I haven't been here for a while. Leave me alone. Judge Chris. Right. So Eric, Judge just to ask, now that we've actually, like, gotten to the point where we're talking, um, a little off track here. Eric, just a personal question. Do you think that the Dragon Master Outcast would actually be worth putting into uh, Alicia deck? I mean, she can keep bringing him back. So there could potentially come a point where it's like he'll actually be on the field long enough for me not to have to worry about him just dying instantly. <laughs> but man, in three colors, like there's so much better stuff you can play. As a one drop, you have Mother of Runes, you have uh Sarah Ascendant, you've got Figure of Destiny, like uh I don't get me wrong, I understand there's plenty of other creatures there that I would play. Like, I'm pretty sure I can easily build a nice deck with her without even having to look this guy's way. But this is like a personal question. Do you think this could be the one time I could actually put him in a deck and potentially get a token? Calvin, Calvin, listen to me. Here's the thing. Alicia puts him into play tapped and attacking. Oh, my God, yeah! So if they have anything that could block him, you just brought him back to die again. No, I get that. I get that. He can come back and he can die again. I've got no issues there. I'm saying, like, you know, I can easily see, like, the point where it's like I'm swinging and I'm sending him at the one guy that doesn't have anything just to have him back on the field long enough to potentially stick around till my upkeep comes around. I mean, because my main issues with him before is, like, you know, I'll play him, he'll die, and usually I'm playing a deck that doesn't have enough recursion to just keep bringing him back. And if I'm bringing back stuff, I'm usually not looking at him. But in this particular deck, it's like I could potentially be like, okay, I can bring him back. Like, you know, I I have other creatures I can go for, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll... Oh, you know what? I will put the dollar down on the table, sir. Here's your chance to shine one more time. Go for it. <laughs> nope, you died again? Okay, fine, fine. Next turn, you know, maybe you might survive if you're lucky. And sure, hopefully people why not? will allow it. Maybe people will allow him to stick around long enough for me out of pity just so that I can get the one token and then just leave him in the graveyard so I can get my little um, Xbox achievement unlocked. Calvin, Calvin, that, sh- that might work if you're playing Tiny Leaders multiplayer. But remember, Tiny Leaders is also primarily a 1v1 format. You had a queue up, Mark? No, I... Yes. All right. I had a queue. Oh, I think, I, think I am. Oh, sorry, he had a queue. Uh, no, wait, that wasn't a queue. Okay, yeah, go ahead, Mark. Yeah, shut up, Will. All right, let me get... <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Uh, uh, if your deck is focused what, what, on your commander, you might want to hit it. Uh, Eric, what is your favorite commander? Perforos. So what would you do if you could get Perforos to have plus three, plus two, just for you playing? Not even, like, counting the tokens or anything. He just shows up, and he's, like, got he's three attack bigger and two defense bigger than what he currently is. That doesn't work. When I play him, he's an enchantment. Wait, no, Perforos? No, like, all right, if you've you got creatures out, and he comes in as a creature. Prosh. What if it was Prosh? If it was Prosh, I care more about the tokens than... Yeah, you know what? Hero's Blade is good, but maybe I'm just not playing the right decks for him right now. But, well, Prosh, well, 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 uh, Perforos wouldn't really mind, wouldn't really care too much, but I would still put it in there anyway, cause, you know, I'm pretty sure you got other legendary creatures. Like that, that, uh, uh, Squee is gonna show up, and he's gonna be way more important <laughs> now than he used to be. Tuck Tuck. Tuck Tuck, carry the sword! <laughs> oh man, Tuck Tuck's gonna show up, and then he's gonna, um, be, he's gonna go from, what is he, like a 1-1 one, one with haste, to a 4-3 with haste? And then when he dies, he's going to give you the 5-5 five, five legendary creature token that's going to show up and pick it up, and that's going to turn into a 8-7. The other thing, though, is that I always play Grafted War Gear, which costs one more, but is free to equip to anything. 
True. Yeah, yeah but then you have to sack. It's good, but now you can have, like, another version of Graphic War Gear, man. I mean, like, yeah, I, play graphic, I play Graphic War Gear in my Isamaru deck, but Hero's Blade is still awesome in my Isamaru deck, you know? Yeah. So, and having both is even better. Why not both? Exactly. I can't put a Hero's Blade in it, or my Ashland Tokens in 98 Mountains and a Hero's Blade. <laughs> 97 Mountains, a Hero's Blade, and a Perforos. <laughs> see, see, now you have a reason to include all those draw effects, because now we're just going to keep digging through mountains until we find that sword. We are done with our community segment, but not before we get one la- Oh, wait, Calvin already did that. Oh, well. We're done with our community uh-huh. No joke, I almost picked Lotus Guardian. Like, this card's going to be amazing. <laughs> I also had my eye on Miss, Miss Dragon. Um, Miss Dragon is the one that phases. I really like the idea of that, of that having a legendary that phase. Um, thought that was sweet. I want to see Lotus Guardian get a reprint now. Like, oh man, Lotus, mean, Lotus Guardian shows like from Lotus the vault, shows Lotus. up, and the first thing that happens is he's going to end up right in the um, uh, uh, what's his name? The leg- the Planeswalker Goblin whose name I can't remember. Doretti. Doretti. He's going to show up right in Doretti decks. Just, just, just because, just because, not, 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 not for no other reason. He's in here just because. I mean, like, the wizards really think it was such a good idea to print a creature with lotus on it. Like, that seems like a developmental error on the levels of Stormcrow. Well, yeah. I mean, do you have a cur- copy of Curse of Dragon? Well, just play that. This is literally Curse of Dragon. Oh man. <laughs> Okay. Look at look at this uh, art. Curse of Dragon. Oh uh, man. I need to I need to find out what this Curse of Dragon is. Isn't it a Yu-Gi-Oh card? You, That's a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Oh right! That's right. I forgot that that was a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Yeah, just play your copy of Curse of Dragon. Do you have one? I do. You just type in Curse of Dragon into the Gatherer I, search I, I just That's, not gonna, that's not gonna work out for you. I mean, it brings up Curse of Chaos. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, that's what that's the other thing that the that the Lotus Guardian can do. It can trigger Curse of Chaos! Uh, See, it just keeps getting better and better, man. But not, not and now we move into stuff. the show's outro. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yep. This is Ben Command. Oh, oh, oh! My girlfriend just agreed with my me. Ears. Epic Mana Dork is epic. <laughs> epic Mana Dork is not epic. What, what's just ha- happened there? <laughs> I have apparently, my... apparently, William got an orgasm because his girlfriend actually agreed with him on something for once. Okay. I was going to say, you, she's dating you, William. We've already seen her propensity for being wrong. <laughs> All right. What is her feeling uh, about Lotus Guardian? Epic. She's in love with the stripper. Awesome. It's a dragon that makes mana. What's not to like? Yeah, you're right. Oh. All right. I'm going to take a quick bathroom break. All right. This, actually, so how do the breaks go on the mample? Because I know... Like uh, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes uh, you guys do the breaks, and Chewie will be like, "Okay, I'll we'll go ahead, we'll take a break. I'll put in some video game music here. It'll be like a quick few seconds of video game music, and then you guys will suddenly back." How did you guys actually do your breaks? He, uh, we stopped the recording software. Uh, we remain on the call, and then when we're ready to go again, he goes ahead and starts the recording software up again. And then when he's editing it, he just uh, puts those two segments together. But in Inserts the uh, inserts the music in the middle. So I, I leave the magic up to him and Mike because Mike yeah, also works the recording software. But if, if you if you don't hear a break on the show, 
then either it didn't happen or there was some kind of odd technical thing or just some very rare desperate need to edit something out and we didn't want it to show. I mean, well, I mean, like, how long do your breaks last? Like, you just take, like, ten uh, minutes, just chill out before you manage to get back to the topic itself? Until, every, until everyone gets back. The, there are times when somebody has to see to a kid, and it will be 10, maybe 15 minutes. We usually keep it pretty short. There will be times where we're like, okay, everybody good to go, and it's literally a three-second break. So it just varies. Sam is, the, guessing. Sam is the cutest, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. I, I, I am the oldest of seven, so I still have brothers and sisters that are kind of in that age-ish range. Cool. If I, if I wasn't worried about copyright infringement, I would get my son to do the card reading thing <laughs> from Entercast. It's okay. That's what that's what our uh, but, you know, for. Like no, no. I feel as though like our show has stolen enough from others that I don't really need to just <laughs> keep. Rent. Oh it's, man, this, it's this not is stealing. Really it's not stealing there. if it's an, an homage. Okay, we've we've been through oh, this. What it's not stealing if it's an homage or uh, a shot. Right? Does that still qualify? Uh, sure. Eh. As, long, as long as everyone's cool with it, it's fine. You know, like all the uh, like all all the folk singers back oh, in the day Bri- who would record a, Bob Dylan songs, whatever. Yeah, Brian's just no, prosecuting us over the Chewy soundboard. No, we're just trying to figure out a way to steal more stuff from Commander Jack. from um, he's just trying to figure out a way to steal more stuff from the Manable. That's all. And hey, we're hey, going hey. from legal obligations that he would have to pay for it to be able to do such a thing. Hey, I'm hey. pretty sure you'd have to join, like, the Patreon for that to work, sir. Hey, unless I start plugging CarShark.com or we start uh, well, no. Which you do. Okay, to be fair, Clay does do the whole uh, game shop thing at Atomic Empire, right? I blatantly rip off clues to be funny. Yep, so that's Monday Night Magic <laughs> and occasionally Card Advantage, so that has nothing to do with the mana pool. And when we start so, doing... And when we start doing Commander Crack Packs, that will in no way impede Marshall over limited resources. Oh man, I wish I would see a Crack a Pack for a Commander cast. Like, could you imagine how big that fucking pack <laughs> Crack a Box, more likely. Well, see, actually, if we can find the people who had the Commander Cube, we could have them back on, and we could actually do a Crack a Cube pack. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, we actually well, had. We That's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Before we move on to the next segment, I had a quick question, yay or nay to everybody on this topic. Um, everybody. So seeing as how we were talking about like our deck building preferences and stuff like that, uh, yay or nay, would you keep a deck that you know is a generic deck just to be able to have a copy of it in your, your commander collection? Like the Rune Blink deck. We all know kind of where this is going. But in the same token, you know, you kind of want a blink deck in your concept. Would you keep it all together as is, or would you have to find some specific creative way to make yours different than what the generic would be? Unless you were in desperate need of some of the tools and resources that deck was taking up, I would just leave it as is. Yeah, basically. I don't know. I like, me specifically, I have a problem with blink decks, because I've never... I've I've always wanted to build a blink deck, but I've never built one that isn't oppressive and assholey. That's just me. I'm not, so I'm I don't not actually... just saying like I'm not just saying like blink decks specifically. Like uh, we already uh, like uh, there's the rune blink deck, and then there's the Ruikthar green red creature all creature deck, or like well the Kalia and all mm-hmm. demon whatever. 
like you know, like you you hear commander, you get an image in your head of what a generic deck would be. Okay. Your initial reaction would be either a make the generic deck just to have it because you know you've already got so many, so you might as well just have a have it to use to hand out or play with. Or would you take that commander and then intentionally try to just make something different just because everyone's expecting the rune willing deck? You're, you you're, you're basically, kind of like, you're almost talking, of, if I can, you're almost talking about basically net decking. When you say generic, you mean, you know, exactly, you see X commander and this is the list that immediately comes to mind. Because that's basically what, how the deck builds itself. Is that about right? And if you want, if you're, the question is, are you willing to just go ahead and make that list because that's what you want to do, or do you feel like you have to put your own spin on it, at least to a certain extent? Is that is that fair? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, Brian, clean okay. it up for me. I'm better than what I was saying. <laughs> uh, and my my personal vote would be, since I, just given the, the people that I play with and that I don't play as often as I'd like, I don't really keep a deck just to have that type of deck around, just because I've got others, so... I probably wouldn't build it that way. If I had to, if I really felt like I wanted to go with that commander, I would almost feel a compulsive need to change it up if I thought everybody thinks it's going to have this sword in there and, you know, this praetor or whatever. I would say, I'm going to leave those out and I'm going to go in a completely different direction because I'm weird. That doesn't make me a better person or a builder. I'm I'm just weird like that. But no, it makes a sort of sense because I remember specifically when I was st- around the time that I built my blue-red deck, I was thinking, okay, you know what? I want to have at least one combo deck. So I'm going to try some different things out until I figure mm-hmm. out what kind, what a combo deck looks like to me. Like, right. it might not be the archetypal uh, Kiki-Jiki Pestermite combo deck, but it's a combo deck that, okay, it says, when I want to play combo, this is what my combo deck looks like. Mm-hmm. Actually, blue-black deck might turn into my second combo deck. Win win the Gale plus Alter the Brood. Six mana, mill one everyone. <laughs> I hundred card. I like I like putting spins on things just because I like using really stupid and weird interactions. So anywhere that I can slip them in, even if the deck is supposed to be kind of run of the mill, it's nice to just kind of like put a little bit of flair in there. Oh, and I think that I think this actually carries over into our next segment because occasionally we'll find reasons to include our favorite cards. So okay. right, you are Brian. So let's go ahead and go into our technology segment and we can talk more about. Segway. This whole point here of what we just discussed is going to be cut and used as a dangly bit for another episode. Sweet. For another episode? Yeah. It, I intentionally inserted the question so this way we could have something to add to our other like time off dangly bit show. Hmm. Ah. You are clever, clever. He's planning ahead. And then everyone won't like it as much. Depending on how lazy I am with editing this, we determine or not you Well, more that more or less dictates editing in general. All right, all right. Take it away, Calvin. Calvin, Calvin, why aren't you doing anything? Because. Well, it is. It's only Thursday, and there's still plenty of time for people to send in their submissions before I can go ahead and tell people about what they told me to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that was our Commander Cast home version. Use the ha- Who's playing Zelda? I think that's uh, William's text tone or something. Yeah, that's my text tone. 
Uh, I heard that, like, I'm sorry, I've been recently playing Aquamina of Time, and, like, it's one of those sounds where it's like, it's, it slipped my memory, but the moment I played that game and cut it on and I heard that very stuff, like, oh, I'm going to have to hear this for the next three, four days of my life. Hey, listen. Ah. Hey, listen. Fun fact, you can actually go back into older Commander Cast episodes and you will hear that text tone every once in a while. Yep. Actually, I did, let's see, I think I got that like way back in my freshman year of college and I did that explicitly to drive everyone else crazy. <laughs> and so far, it has yet to fail me. I, Achievement unlocked. I know a bunch of people with the Kim Possible Beeper as their text tone. Yeah. Um, See, the, uh, <laughs> that, that is awesome. However, that makes more sense as a, like, an, an actual ringtone to me. Like, there oh, was, yeah. Like, for the longest time, my ringtone was the uh, original Power Ranger communicator beep. But mm-hmm. someone had that as their text tone, so every time they were texting someone, I would keep checking my phone, like, okay, there's no one there. Okay, there's no one there. Hey, asshole, turn your phone off! I keep... <laughs> Silly stuff happens when people mix and match ringtones. Mm-hmm. It, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing how that sound has become as iconic as, like, the Sonic Ring Grab or the Mario Boring. Dude, you know what really, like, pisses me off? I've been in, like, gas stations where the sound that the computer makes when they scan an item is the ring collection sound. Oh, yeah, that weird point-of-sale system. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's just like, why would you do that? Someone at my daughter's day, at my daughter's uh, gymnastics class, another parent that sits, basically all the parents sit together and watch the kids do the gymnastics, their ringtone or their text tone is that little humming thing from the Hunger Games, and on average they get like 20 texts every Wednesday night. And I'm like, the first time I heard it, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, and then I'm like, ah, ah, ah. It's funny because they're at their kids' gymnastics class. Yeah. <laughs> and they seem a little old to be fans of the Hunger Games, which is like a tween series, right? So, yeah, but, you never know. Okay. I mean, we're, we're getting to that point. I'm pulled for magic, so it's give and take. I mean, we're at that point where our generations are actually in these positions to be marketable consumers. Mm-hmm. For the for all this retro stuff, which is why you're seeing like a lot of the Sailor Moon stuff come back, a lot of the Power Ranger stuff come back. You know, this is a lot of stuff that my generation grew up with, and we saw stuff like the '80s with like your guys' generation. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you mean your guys'? I mean, old people with, like us. I'm saying that I saw a commercial where the, the parents are all, "Hey, the kids are asleep. You ready to do the thing?" And the next thing, the Fruit Loops. Yeah. Yeah, we see them eating Fruit Loops, playing Super Mario. That yeah. is not your... To, well, okay, that might be my To goal. follow up on that, you know who does have the Kim Possible beeper tone as their text tone? Who? Clues. Ah, it, I ow. shit you not. I shit you not. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> somehow, I'm, somehow I'm not shocked. That, that is the single most amazing thing I have ever heard about Clues. Ask him when we have him on. I am going to ask him about that. Like, I don't know if he's changed it, but at least as of a couple months ago, it was still true. My blackmail file is now true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, and I say this not to be mocking, because I was part of that teenage generation that grew up watching Kim Possible, and she was the shit. Oh, yeah. 
I have never seen an episode, but you know, I'm, I wasn't in the right place for that. So it has, I've watched it has some very great villains. I've watched Digimon at an age that probably was oh, not man. appropriate because I've wanted to, and I'm, the whole time it's this very guilty pleasure. Like I am, this is uh, maybe just one more. And, okay. And now they have three seasons on Netflix. I'm, Don't I'm tell gonna, me this. At least for me, for stuff like that, I have the excuse that I have a brother who's five years younger than me. So. That's I'm, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna show you guys how much younger than you guys I am, but my. Senior year of high school, which was actually only three years ago, I rewatched all I the first four seasons of Digimon over the course of like two weeks. Just like I'm gonna do this, let's uh-huh. watch all of this, and it was wonderful. I just that was a good I'm show. Not, I remember enjoying it, <sighs> except for the ending of season two. Oh, my poor little first ship heart. Someone's <laughs> <laughs> tie should have been with Sora. Your ships got sunk, man. They got so hard, and then Matt was on the on Mars for some reason. He became an astronaut, man. He was always supposed to go to the moon. I can't take this anymore. We're doing the outro. I, uh, can I say before we get to the show proper, though? Can I say that it actually made me angry when they revealed Narset as a planeswalker? If really? Why? Yes. Part. If only because I had like this picture grid of all thirty planeswalkers, including Ugin. And now that she's in there, it completely throws the whole thing off aesthetically. Like, okay, we've got our we've got our rose here of all these planeswalkers, and then just over here to the side is Narset. That is the most OCD objection to a planeswalker I have ever heard. I mean, well, my main issue with her was because, like, um, well, I, was, I was upset because of what? How is it that she becomes a planeswalker and Zergo becomes a fucking like one drop tutu? <laughs> because in my mind, it's like, look, I really like, look. When I look at the legendary creatures, like Zergo was a badass. Like, I, like I can understand what happened to, uh, uh, fuck, what was it, uh, uh, the the previous con, the dude that got turned into a zombie, uh, he got turned into a, oh yes, yeah, the DC, yeah, yes, yeah, how uh, the DC got turned into that necklace. No, Tassigur is a fucking yeah. necklace now. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, don't get me wrong. He's probably one of the most pimp-ass medallions I've ever seen in my life. I, I was like, after seeing that, the first thing that came to my mind is how come no one's ever drawn a picture of a dragon wearing a human necklace? But still, and then it's like, you're like, I can understand why he wouldn't test, no, wouldn't be a planeswalker because you know he's zombified and dead and walking around. And unless they're going to give us a zombie planeswalker, which I hope not, because that would basically be like Perexian, wouldn't it? I don't know. Sidetrack. And then we have Zergo, this big-ass, beefy, indestructible dude who's turned into this tiny little whiny-ass bell ringer. And then we have Narset, who, when she was a legend, was probably pretty damn, was pretty damn busted from my understanding. People actually started hating her because she would show up and just randomly slap shit down on the field. And now that the dragons have taken over, instead of everybody else has basically gotten, like, weird, weakened down or alternate versions of what they could have been. Nope, she gets an upgrade. I mean, <laughs> gets I'm pretty the option sure... to say the hell with this storyline, and I'm going off into the distance and doing my own thing. I'm pretty sure at some point in the lore, it was mentioned that she had a spark that was never awakened. What they said was that she felt like there was she had like an inner potential thing that she was too busy being con to actually do. Yeah. And when everyone latched onto that as me, oh, that means she has a spark. Oh, she's gonna be a planeswalker. Oh, she's gonna be a planeswalker. I just kind of dug in my heels against it. Because that felt like, well, guys, it doesn't necessarily mean she has to be a planeswalker. She can do other awesome stuff, too. 
True. She doesn't have to waste time dealing with your bullshit anymore. Yeah. Now, instead, she spends her time learning from dragons, speaking dragon, and eventually just letting go and going into the... Well, actually, that the really cool thing is that she is a canon autistic. Is she? Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Like she, yeah. Like, uh, Doug Byer confirmed that she is high-functioning autistic. Huh. Like, like when you read uh, her Uncharted Realm story that they used to preview her card, you know, she's like eight years old, she can't sit still, and the whole hustle and bustle of the marketplace is smothering her with sensory overload. Hmm. So someone actually wrote into Doug asking if it, she was autistic because apparently it was a good portrayal of someone who is highly functioning aut- autistic because they themselves were autistic and it reminded them so, a lot of themselves. To which Doug confirmed, yes, she is a high functioning autistic. Huh. See, now I feel bad for getting on her, but still, she's blue and white, so that kind of counteracts it, so I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not not to say they have a problem with anyone who has any particular mental or physical disa- disabilities, except if they're blue and man. white. Uh, yeah, like look, if, like it, well, it's clearly they're playing like, blue. They must have of, a disorder. That's like shit. If a disorder would give me a fucking spark, hand, like shit, toss them out, boy. <laughs> I'll sign myself up for all kinds of shit if I could get ahead and do some of that. I've been like, diagnosed with ADHD. Me on that train. Probably. What? I've been diagnosed with ADHD. Does that count? No. Oh, well. I'm sorry. All right, so... I don't need this anymore. I'm sorry, I'm just kind of clearing out, um, whatchamacallit, my Dropbox. Nope, it's perfectly fine. I'm getting tired of seeing that emblem on the bottom that says, oh, your Dropbox is full. Do you want to upgrade? Ah, thanks for telling me that Dropbox is full. It's time for me to go ahead and throw some of this stuff away so I don't have to upgrade. So I like the fact that Stormcrag Elemental apparently has scale dragons. Wait, what? Wait, what? Like, I was talking, I was talking to Stark Maximum, and, uh, we were talking about scale, we were talking about the preview card. You know, I was like, yeah, we've got a scale, a scale dragon. And he read that as, like, scale birds, only instead of birds, they're dragons. Lo and behold, we get Stormcrag Elemental, where in the art you can see dragons in the background for scale size. I'm so confused. Scale birds. That those things that are. Oh. To, to okay. Okay. He means like to be able to see what the size of something is in the art, to have a reference. You have a giant mountain. How do you show how big this mountain is? You put a bird next to it, in, like the distance or something. Yeah. Hence, okay. that's what you mean. Hence Judson's scale birds theme deck. Ah. And now we have a card that has scale dragons to show how fucking big this thing is. And it's only a five-five tremble. Well, it could be a 6-6 six, six if you Megamorph it. True. I like the idea of Megamorph way more than I think I will ever play Megamorph. I'm Maybe excited for the for the one with Negate on it. <laughs> Did also, I can, it's not Negate, it's Muddle the Mixture, because it's not going to be able to do, like, enchantments or artifacts. Oh, true. But can we take a moment to say that Anticipate is utterly insane? You mean... Uh, what's Anticipate do again? It's a common... One blue instant. Look at the top three cards of your library, put one into your hand, and the rest on the bottom. Like, hmm. as much as I don't play standard, I feel like that that might be what control needs. So it's kind of like a alternate way of using a brainstorm? Yeah, it's, sort of. It's an impulse. Only one less. Yeah. But what if it cost two less? Then it If was, it were free? Yeah, if it were free? That'd like, be sweet. Like, Blue Red Dover would make a comeback in Modern. Also, See, that's, Shaman that's of the, the Forgotten That's the joke that we forgot to actually use last week. 
<laughs> okay, so I think we can go ahead and go into the show proper now. And then watch as Mark gets the call. Probably. Listen. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> hey, listen. Listen. Uh, I, I, when I saw the smart one, the first thing that came to my mind is, like, this is, like, the cat version of what He-Man's Battle Kitten would have been. Um, like, if Battle Cat actually was Snark. No, clearly, this is CJ's cat, because it's his cat's named Battle Cat. Oh, it's, ba- oh, it's Battle Cat. Yeah, clearly, this is what Battle Cat is meant to look like. Uh, I want to share that. You should share that with CJ now. <laughs> All right, here you go. Pick no, the no, Battle Cat. No, no, you, no yeah, you <laughs> should do it. You were the guy who got sent the awesome arts, so you should have that on. But, but I don't have CJ's thing. Uh, uh, if I send it, it would just oh, go straight oh, to card advantage. Okay, hold on. That card, it would just go to Judge Cat. I know, I know. I'll, I will post it. I am part of the judges of the of the Midwest group page. Midwest. Shh. Oh wait, that's right. They're down south. So no, no. We'll just post it to the uh, the podcast host page. Yeah, we're going to do that after the show. With the what on uh, MTG cat? Oh, not no, the MTG cast thing on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. We can just oh, post okay. it there. We can just uh, tag them. If that's the case, and I just do it now then, because I'm on Facebook. Awesome. Yeah, this is going to be a Real. Dangly bit. <laughs> no one's hearing that till the end of the show. <laughs> uh, was there anything else you wanted to say about Feldegriff, Mark? No, that was it. I had a, a side dangly bit tangent. Did anybody see the new, um, I, I think Calvin brought up He-Man and Battle Cat. Did you guys see the new image that got tweeted out for the He-Man reboot, apparently? They're doing I didn't, a rap, I didn't a know live. He-Man was getting a reboot. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll dump it in the, the show notes. It looks so, it looks just like someone put like I don't know like a Conan the Barbarian helmet on like a tiger. It's pretty awesome. So so in this reboot, are they going to end up stuck in like the middle of Los Angeles playing musical instruments? God, I hope not. I don't know. I'm still trying to get the uh, the first Masters of the Universe like film out of my mind because that thing like scarred me as a child. Man. Mm. Okay, for a moment there, I thought it, it sounded almost as if you were about to say you were still trying to get it and own it like on DVD or something like that. No, and I was about no, to ask, oh, no, like, no. why would you go through the torture <laughs> of doing that to yourself? No, oh, no, 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 I definitely don't want to do that to myself, no. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I will love some horrible movies from the 80s. Like, I don't know why, but when I was a kid, every time I went over to my grandmother's house for, like, Sunday dinner, we were, like, one of those Dolph Lundgren did that. was on the was on It the wasn't TV. Dolph Lundgren. You guys remember Beastmaster? Like, that awful, awful movie that had, like, Rip Torn in it, and, like, it, it's it, it's a bad movie, man, but, like, we used to get, I don't know, Cal, maybe you got this in Jersey, like, we used to get a bunch of stations out of WTXX 11 out of New York, mm-hmm. and, like, man, Sunday afternoon was either, like, bad action movie, like, bad Godzilla oh, yeah. movie, yeah, or, yeah, like, like, bad it's, samurai uh, movie. Yeah. Cause you're always oh, dude, those like, are the best. Exactly. Like, Sunday afternoon was basically the act, it's like, you know, you'd be watching your Saturday, you'd be watching your... Cartoons on Saturday morning, which were fine. Saturday afternoon, you got stuck with uh, sports, usually, or mm-hmm. something. And then Sunday, you got stuck with the plethora of random movies that just so happened to fall into, like, the free usage now, because they just happened to be like, oh, these movies just became old enough to the point where we can just blatantly <laughs> use them anytime we feel like it. And, oh, know, yeah. To watch this movie and that one, and it's like, ah, oh, now I fully understand why they let the license turn over on this one. <laughs> Oh, was like if stuff, I worked man. at that studio, I would have just let that one slide too. Oh, that yeah. was a bad investment. Yep. 
Yeah. The best thing that ever happened to this movie was the fact that it got stuck on January 11 because it now forced you to get cable, so you exactly. wouldn't have to watch this movie on Sunday. Yeah. I think I think that's the reason why my old man finally like broke down and got cable. So, <laughs> all right. So I got what? caught watching one western too many on Sundays. He's like, you know what the hell? <laughs> all right. So Calvin, two things. One, uh, go ahead and get these as like a um, um image. You, uh, no, all, all these Thundercat things, go ahead and post them in a single post on, on our Commander Cast thing and thank whoever sent them to you. Like, get some public rec- recognition out there. Like, these are, are awesome, and I'd like to see them in one place uh, out just out there. Alright, I'll pull them up and I'll toss them into a small little, like, article, and I'll post them up there. It probably won't be, it'll probably be after this episode goes up, so this way people can hear about it, and then they can know that they can go back to the site and listen to and, and look at them there on a separate article. Without actually having to dig through our show notes. And second, I mean, part of the reason I didn't have Nexar as the commander, like I had the de- deck built before and I called it Speed Draw Thrax, but the Nexar came out and then everyone built the deck, so I was like, yeah, no, fuck this shit, I'm gonna be all hipster and not play this deck. That that's how I felt about the Nickel Bolas deck that I brewed just before Nexar got spoiled. Yeah. It was literally the same deck, and I was like, oh, everyone's going to make this now, so we're not doing that. But then last summer, I got my Judge Boyle Nekazar, and I was like, uh, well, I already have... Now I want to get the original Nekazar altered, so that he's just in full tuxedo with the uh, the Price's Right wheel behind him. Not the Wheel of Fortune? Well, the Wheel of Fortune's going to have him on it. But... Because that's flavorful. Yeah, and then we have Dark Deal, which is just going to be Deal or No Deal. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna try and go, if I had enough money, I would just get every card all to, to be some sort of reference to game shows, and it would be the best. <laughs> Fair enough. And at least Mark had to leave before he had any sort of speaking roles. <laughs> so, is it, um, is it, I find it kind of interesting that, uh, was it you who posted up right now and trying to amass what could be the top five of Commander Cast all time greatest episodes on Facebook? Yes. Is it, like, does it make does it make you feel kind of bad that the vast majority of the things that they put in as all time greatest in the top five, most of them don't involve us at all? Not really. I mean, that's just kind of the nature of how things are. Like, there's going to be a real nostalgia for some of the things that kind of made some re- some iconic moments in Commander Cast history. Like, I'm not surprised at all that the Giant Shark episode or the Ibnation episode are among some of the favorites because that those are like. Those are trademarked, I, not trademarked, those are just icons that stand for Commander Cast history. Yeah, but like, you know, like certain things, like, I understand, like, those, like, like the trademark episodes, like the one where we first got the Zoidberg um, um, thing from Melster Wanderer, I get. I understand, like, you know, like the Evnation deck build, deck builder primer and the Rexio stuff. Like, those, I fully understand. But, like, as I'm looking at it, like, some of these, it's like, geez, it's like, hmm. All the various things that we've done with, like, the rules, no one's mentioned. When we had the preview card, no one cared. Uh, and even if I went back to some of the older stuff that I was involved with, nope, not even the um, Call Inferno was mentioned, nor was the OCC stuff. Kind of saddened me a little. Actually, hmm, give me, give me a moment for something. What, you going to reach back into the past and pull out the, uh, you're going to pull a Christian Renault? out of your trunk and pull them onto the episode and have them do a quick skit with uh, the home version? Is that what you're planning on doing? 
Did you no. post a home version question for this week? I actually didn't post a home version this week because I decided to get the home version a break. Cause, well, what, what, what am I going to what am I going to have a home yeah. version over? Like, like, like the home version question is going to be like, hey, how do you like to shoot the shit <laughs> <laughs> with a needle? Oh, hey, Mark's back. Hey, Mark is back. Like, you shoot shit Yay. with a needle. Why would you shoot shit with a needle? I would. Just I see. I've come back at the right point in the conversation. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. William William just admitted to being a shit junkie. <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst kind of junkie. Those track marks are also skid marks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, I just noticed that the new Revels duel is up. I better download that. Don't you dare try and change the subject. <laughs> this is an intervention, boy. You listen to us. <laughs> We're doing to help you out. I just saw the new dusters from this week. I'm like, I completely sympathize. I'm kind of surprised that Donnie plays with pillow forts. I mean, granted, he's got, like, aggressive pillow forts. Like, he's got the the uh, the uh cliff guys. and the... He's got Kazool and Michiko. Yeah. But, like, I'm still kind of surprised that Donnie, of all people, is playing with pillow forts. How is that surprising? I, I don't know. Like, I don't really associate pillow forts with being an agrodex. Like, I get wanting to keep people from cracking back on you, but... But uh, pil- but pillow forting and agrodex are a perfect hand-in-hand combination. If you combine pillow fort-like effects that prevent people from attacking you and you uh, add in extremely aggressive cost creatures, what you end up with is a deck that allows you to attack as much as you want, whenever you want, however you want, and never have to worry about being smacked when you're left wide open because you're never actually open. The gates are up. Okay, I, we need to identify all these cards right, right away because I, I think there might be some I don't recognize. Like there's Norn's Annex, there's Propaganda, I see... Windborn Muse, I believe. There's Moat. Okay, toss the link into the show notes so I can go ahead and try and pull this up. At some point, we need to record an episode that doesn't use segments. Okay. Just because. So, we have Propaganda. We've got... Norn's Annex. Norn's Annex. That's there. There's there's the Archon in there, too. Yeah. There's There's Propaganda. There's, there's the red Michiko ogre. Kanda is in there too. I love that yeah, girl. The, the, the Michiko Kazool, um, and yeah, Snaring yeah. Bridge is in there. It's Snaring Bridge. Okay, that's the one I didn't get. Um, and then Moat. Uh, uh, Ghostly Prison. Ghostly oh prison. yeah, that's right. That's what he's sit, sitting in. Windborn Muse, Blazing Archon. And uh, did we? Uh, what's that red legend? The one that when you get attacked, it uh, makes the orc Zool. Yeah, he's there. So let's see. Tyrant. Red. So he's playing what a red, blue, white deck. Um, if you were to go through like a quick glance, I mean he he's playing at least red and white because Ghostly Prison is white. Yeah, but there's also, but yes, and Propaganda is there too. Propaganda's uh. Yeah, but it, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting names of these characters. Yeah, I am a terrible yeah, wh- friend. Yeah, why Judson take off the uh the banner that told you who they were? Like that is just I can't keep track of who they are anymore. Then it's you are not a lawyer. Follower. Lloyd, Remo, Donnie, and Max. And Max. Lloyd is the the turtle, right? Yes. Because I I think he's the one doing using propaganda just because he's in the cage. Yeah. Lloyd's the control guy. Remo's the turtle guy. Donnie's the aggro guy, and Max is that guy. I am Remo. I am a combination of Remo and Max. Oh, I I see what's going on here. Each one of them are inside their own little forts. Got yeah. it. Not for some strange reason. In my when I was like looking over it, I, it, for some reason I thought that it was one of them inside of the fort using the other effects to lock everybody else out. 
That wouldn't make I mean, sense could, in a way. I could see that. Hmm. If you disagree with us, if everyone's inside their own fort, then you know whoever. I'm assuming whoever's in whatever fort is that's the color that they're playing. So red, blue, white. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that could balance out everybody. Wait a second. Isn't that um that, that's that Berexian gate, isn't it? Yeah. Norn's annex. Norn's annex. And what is that? Uh, Which one? That, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember what that. Uh, what's the one with the blue web? Uh, I think uh, I'm thinking Lightfield Mine. Light oh, Light Minefield. But no, but it's no. blue. Light Minefield is like white. What is that? Um, could it potentially be Dissipation Field? Could be. Dissipation Field yes. is kind of sweet, except for the fact that then people attacked you with their ETB creatures and just reuse them. Hmm. I'm giving up. Mainly because this is going to be an extensively long dangly bit. Yep. Ah, oh, well. If you can identify yourself on, in this week's dusters, go ahead and send us an email. <laughs> <laughs> and I see, I just checked our MTG Cast Commander Cast, uh, iTunes feed, and nobody gave us a five star review, so I can't say their names this week. Oh. Oh, well. Well, we got to see that we're on iTunes. I've completely forgot about her. I'm going to go to iTunes now and look us up. Okay, so... I want to see what views were there. Okay, so let's go ahead and go into community then. And I'm going to go to iTunes. I actually was just going to iTunes too. Okay. Ah, man. All these dragons. It makes me so happy. Dragons! Dragons! Dragons of Tarkir. So many dragons. I hope that we get to see at least some common dragons. Den Protector looks pretty sweet. I'm super happy they brought back Elder Dragon as a type. Yeah. yeah. I know some people have been hating on it, but I'm really happy they did. Yeah, like, a lot of these, like, I was listening to Monday Night Magic, and they had a guy on from, like, the Modern Enthusiast who was, I don't know if he was jo- joking or just legit salty, but, like, come on, we can't all be Chromium here. <laughs> Good point. Like, there can only be one. The one thing I kind of wish about um, iTunes is that if it would actually let me see when the other star ratings came in. Like Unless it, you actually... It, yeah, uh, it's, if got, you, if, it's got hmm? dates. No, but it's got dates if they left a comment. But we have 10 star ratings. We have 10 ratings. Right. Uh, nine of which are five star. One of them is four star. Mm. But the only ones that actually have a date that I can look at are the ones that have comments attached to them. Mm, this is true. I can only so, see those as well. So as I'm looking at it, it's like, oh, man, these are great reviews, except for the fact that, you know, they all came before we took over. Which is fine. Except and for the four-star one. And then the four-star one came in when we took over. Yeah. And well, granted, yeah, the four-star one is, like, you know, it's still good. Like, you know, I can accept that. I was like, now I kind of just want to know, like, okay, we've got one review since we've been doing this as our own little thing. But where are the other where, uh, when were the other rankings submitted? I kind of want to just have like an idea, like okay, like like was this recent or was it like you know we had nine stars all the way up, nine ten star reviews all the way up until now, and then we showed up and boom, four. Yeah, I would be curious to know how many listeners listen to us on iTunes and how many listen to us on I don't know off the website because I started listening to you guys off of you know like back when Andy was on um, from iTunes. And I never even, like, I went to the website every once in a while, but it didn't occur to me that, like, iTunes apparently is a week or two behind the site, so. 
Unless you subscribe but, to MG, MTG Cast, in which case they are quite prompt in their posting. Yeah, but you know the problem is when I subscribe to MTG Cast, I used to get everything. Like yeah. everything that MTG yeah, Cast has. I'm like, and I'm like, I really didn't like. I only really care about Commander. I used to like limited, you know, limited resources is pretty good too. But I only played like sealed draft and Commander. Like that's it. So you know, no offense, but everything else makes no difference to me. So uh, I used to just end up like deleting everything else. Oh, that reminds me. I need to write that article for either next week or the week after that because I'm going to write a community article about my four cards. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. So you. So you put that as strategy, sir, and I'll give you a few moments to say whatever it is you need to say so we can edit it in wherever needed so that that can be put into the intro and into the <laughs> beginning of the segment at the end okay. of the community. I will, then I will do that now. So say this is the right, – here's the part. Right, no, yeah. Noting to myself, here's the part where William says this for the intro, Calvin. <laughs> this is for the intro, Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, why weren't you thinking about it? All, well, because I was thinking about, like, the four, if I didn't think of the four cards, I was like, okay, the one that got me in, that's the dragon. What got me in the commander? Ashling. What brought me back from playing Yu-Gi-Oh? Garrick, because I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh, and someone happened to mention the concept of planeswalkers to me, and it kind of blew my mind. And then I kind of just wanted to play Magic so I could figure out how Planeswalkers worked. And I was like, oh. And then the first one, I was like, man, this Garrick is really fucking busted. And that kind of brought me back into Magic. And then Oversoul, because, like, you know, if it wasn't for Oversoul, I wouldn't have been playing anything for Standard. I probably would have gotten Garrick, played a little bit, done some casual stuff, and might have left again. Beautiful. I mean, granted, I don't play Standard as anymore because, you know, Standard sucks. But See, that's no, why you play still. janky monocolor decks that you can bring the game day and be like, okay, well... I tried that. Yeah, but that's thing, like, what was it, uh, yeah, but like, fucking Stuffy Doll. I used to love that card. That, like, Stuffy Doll and Paradox Haze and the Suspend cards. Man, Time Spiral was amazing. I would get a doll replica of Stuffy Doll. Um, <laughs> um, the, when I first started drafting, it was back during Time Spiral Block, and one of my friends, Jeff, was like, if anyone has Stuffy Dolls, I will trade for them. He collected them Stuffy Dolls. Oh, I, you, know, you know what I love? I love the creepy doll story from a Judge cast. Like, they were doing their fireside chat christmas e kind of episode where they were just shooting the breeze. And one of the stories they told was the creepy doll episode, where <laughs> I can't remember if it was either CJ or Brian. It was, but one of them bought, like, an ass load of, uh, oh, it must have been CJ, because it was for his kid, I think. Uh, no, I still can't remember which one it was. One of them bought, like, an ass load of dolls because they were doing a Halloween party. So they got, like, all these creepy porcelain-type doll dolls standing all over the place for Halloween. Then holiday's over, and he's like, okay, what am I going to do with all these now? So he puts them on Craigslist, Craigslist, and he keeps slashing their prices to to the point where uh, one of the other hosts ends up buying them because they came up with this great idea. So they end up on the condition that when they show up at the GP together, that's when he's going to take them off his hands. <laughs> so he gets all these dolls and that whole weekend what he does is he hides those dolls everywhere and they just you know what I'm going to save it for Fireside Chat that is the episode of Judge Cast that you should listen to if you want to hear how this story goes and ends alright uh, so let's go ahead. obviously William must have looked into the chat box obviously William is getting ready to do the actual technology segment <laughs> alright what? Ooh. Ooh. I do not like spiders. 
at all. Like, Chewie might be the only one who doesn't like spiders more than I. <laughs> I just wanted to go on Netflix and look up to make sure that a show about giant robots throwing galaxies at each other was still there, and I saw something about giant spiders, and I do not like this. Okay, okay Will, I'll, I'll switch you. I'll watch Giant Spider the movie if you will watch The Bachelor, because that's all my wife has been playing off of our Hulu account all damn week, and I'm kind of bachelored out. You know? <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. It's, yeah. I know more about The Bachelor than I ever wanted to. Ever. So, does he wear mismatching socks? Um, Good question. I don't know. That's that's true. You know, the, the camera doesn't tilt down that far. So. <laughs> It so, stops like uh, a few inches below the belt buckle. That's pretty, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So like not the full cross, but just not, just enough to let just the ladies at home know that there's stuff there. <laughs> ladies. You got you got to tease it. Ladies. You can't just throw everything out there like at the butcher shop. You got you got to tease it. <laughs> and it looks like Calvin is having some minor things, but that's okay. We can continue on. So if you want to message, we don't need Calvin. Not until we have to edit the show anyway. So, nah, we still don't need them. So, if you, oh, if you want to try editing the show, be my guest. <laughs> <laughs> nope, we need Calvin. <laughs> Calvin! Calvin! Where are you? Okay, that's a wrap, and oh, I am so excited for next week. Yeah, because we finally get to talk about Durgans. Durgans, Durgans, Durgans. All the Durgans. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm, sitting, like, I'm sitting here, and after you said that thing about um, interpret the signs, as I'm looking at it, like, yes, it does look like the symbol for um, Durgans. But if you look at it in the right kind of, like, um, view, it also can be mistaken for the symbol for cons as well. I'm pretty sure they were going over it. It's the it's just the Planeswalker symbol, I think, is what they were going for. I believe yeah, so. I believe I mean, so. I mean, don't get me wrong. If it is the Planeswalker symbol, sweet. But I kind of like the idea that, like, it's a card that has, like, a symbol on it that looks like the symbol from the next set. Yeah, see, now, I thought of that, too, of the Planeswalker, but see, but it only had, like, three points, and Planeswalker symbol has five. And also, it's got, like, these these rounded things at, like, the inner corners that make it look like eyes, so it could be cons, but it also looks a lot like dragons. Yep. The, the main reason why I'm actually, the reason I'm going with this particular view of what William's talking about is, is that if, and, I'm, and this is just a huge, like, out-of-the-ballpark, random chances are it's not an actual thing but i'm going to say anyway if this is a sign from um the symbol of the dragons from tarkir in theros i would like i would actually like to see what actually that could translate to because then that means that when sark when sarkin came back and brought the dragons to tarkir that he may have accidentally caused something else to do a little ripple effect through the rest of um the other planes oh shit it's the mending again god damn it guys no, I, bullshit. I, I think it was just R&D being cheeky and kind of putting, like, a little uh, early bird cameo in something that they could do. Because, oh, yeah. interpret the signs. You can see the future. What's the future hold? This, me- this weird symbol that you guys won't realize it is until it is a thing. That seems like you a very know, Mark Rosewater thing to do. It, that, like, that's a real time bullshit right there. For. You won't know what this symbol stands for until a year after you stopped caring about what this symbol stands for. <laughs> and you listen to an episode of Commander Cast when they do their reviews a year later, and you notice, oh, shit, this looks like something that happened a year ago. No, this is some Wheel of Time bullshit right there. Like, they had, like, Wheel of Time has this girl who can see, like, symbols and, and things around people sometimes, and sometimes 
She knows what they mean and can tell them their future. Sometimes she sees things and she has no clue what they mean until it happens. Now, when you said Wheel of Time, I thought you were talking about an actual magic card. And I typed it in together. Listeners, <laughs> it's not a magic card. I totally thought the same thing. No, I'm totally talking about the 13-novel-length series by Robert Jordan. Yep. Man, I still got to read those. I got. I read, like, the first two, and my friend was like, I got the other ones. I was like, dude, I'm, I'm kind of spent already. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, the first two books. They're, they're good, though. They are good. The first two books can kind of take out of you. I got mine off of Audible. So, like, every month I wait for my subscription fee to be paid, and I, and I just use my credit to pay for them. Because these are, like, some expensive yeah, books. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. Audible is my jam. I'm talking about, like, $40, $50 plus Audible books. Mm-hmm. But I get them for, like, $15, 16 because I just use my subscription. I'm okay with this. And it takes me about a month to get through a book, too. And since we're talking about audiobooks, the audiobook I'm thinking about picking up now is going to be um, The Adventures of Don Quixote. Huh. And, the main, and the main reason I want to pick it up is because apparently the guy who's the voiceover for the um, Dos Equis commercials is the oh, guy that's... who does the voiceover for, who does the narration for the story. That's <laughs> amazing. Wow, that is pretty so, awesome. So, so, so now, now every time I'm doing, now I'm thinking about listening to the audio and in my mind, I'm going to be envisioning Don Quixote looking like the old man from the Dos Equis commercial. And every time he does something that's amazing in the thing, I'm just going to think of this old guy in a suit just randomly surrounded by women in beer. Uh, listeners, if anyone wants to do, like, a, an altar with the the Dozeke's guy and just, like, a barbershop basin on his head, that'd be awesome. <laughs> or maybe with a windmill in the background, we're good. Good. All right, Tom, Tom, which, hey, elder, which elder dragon are you most excited for? To play in Commander? In general. I am both least excited to play against Silumgar and most excited to play with Silumgar. Such a lazy yeah. dragon. Maybe I'm just laying there. And here's a point where I'm going to have to make a quick notation. We were talking about um, Elder Dragon, uh, Dragon Lord Atarka. I got that one confused with... What was it? A, the other dragon? No, no, there's no, an uncommon no. dragon that when it attacks, oh. gives you six yeah. mana. I got oh, that one confused. The Savage Vet with, Yeah, Savage Whatever Vet the hell you call that thing, yeah. Yep, I got that confused with the Elder Dragon because the because that the Savage Vent Mall is the one you want to put with the um with the uh uh, uh aggressive uh, um aggravated assault. Yep, that's it's, infinite. It's in. that, that's infinite attack steps. Oh so is, yeah, Hellkite Charger is really close. You just have to pay one for additional attack steps now, and then um those are the only two ones. Yeah. Ah, oh, but there's so many fun dragons. Like there's Enduring Scale Lord. And Cunning Breeze. And Ruthless Death Fang. Whenever you use a creature, someone gets a second creature. Like, the only dragon I think I'm really disappointed with so far is, like, the Necromaster dragon. So wait a second. Ruthless Death Fang does the, uh, pat, uh, the, uh, Grave Pat effect, too? Yeah, but it's only when you sack a creature, not whenever one of your creatures dies. Mm. Which is I can, much, I much, much that. worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, oh, oh that was almost that. good. Almost uh, good. I'm just saying, I can accept that I could put him in a deck with a copy of Grace, Pat, and Dictator Verabos and a couple of sack outlets and just start going yeah. through everybody's seal. For you guys sack ever realize how many dragons are in this damn set? There's so many yeah, dragons in this so set. so many dragons. I feel, like somebody, I feel like someone in R&D finally just said, Fuck it! You want dragons? Take some fucking dragons! <laughs> There's one, three, two, three, four. There's four cycles of five. There's four or five card cycles of dragons in the set. Mm. At least. There might be five. Oh, there's five. five. There's, al- there's also the dragon rocks. Yeah, there's six. Yeah, the there's dragon six rocks. There's six five card cycles of dragons. True. 
Oh, but can you ever have too many dragons? Like, I don't think so. That's so massive. It's, it's so but many with, dragons, but uh, they're dragons. But, but Mark, what you do now is is that you go out and you pick up a box of Dragon of Tarkir when it comes out, and then you go off and you pick up a single copy of um, the Uron, the side dragon, and you're done. You can build that EDH deck <laughs> immediately. That's true. Because that really, at that point, you will have you literally more than enough dragons to slap into that one deck, and that whole and the whole thing costs you what maybe like a hundred and ten bucks. You can build a uh, an EDH dragon deck for like a hundred and ten dollars and be perfectly happy with it. You know, you know what? I, I think I might do that. Jesus. I think, you know what? I might just put like a copy of Sign of the Ur Dragon on a box on one side of my room and then just toss cards without even looking at them. Just toss a hundred cards in. I probably have a deck. Yep, you, pick him, you pick, you pick yep. up this box and when you pick up a dragon, you just toss it over there. And then you pick yep. up another dragon, just toss it over there. Pick them up, toss it over there. And then when you go over to clean up that pile, you just take out any duplicates and you should have a dragon deck right yeah. there, everything you need. Because you have to remember, like, you're going to end up, because what was it? I'm, like, because I'm pretty sure this set's going to end up having, like, mana fixing and all those other extra things that you're going to be needing, like, even, like, the, um... Well, see, the dragon, gonna, the, the dragon, uh, the dragon rocks. Yeah, those are going yeah, to be gonna put a, yeah. yeah, you're going to put a dragon rocks in there, and, like, if they do put those, um... Actually, I wonder, will they put those, um, dual lands in here, too? Uh, fetch lands? Maybe. I... The, no, not I don't those. See, I'm talking no, about. Them I'm talking about so far. Yeah, I doubt it. I mean, no, I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about like the um two color the the yeah the, the game life plans. Yeah, those. Yeah, plans. no, I don't see them in here. Nope. They would have. They would have told us by now. I think. No, they those would have. They're going to be in Fate Reforged for color fixing reasons, but a little bit more so for cons than dragons. The Evolving Wilds looks freaking sweet, though. I was going to say all we get is Evolving Wilds in this sweet. one, but it's so good looking. And the Dragon Rocks, as you mentioned. But the only reason I was thinking that they might be in here is because then you can have three alternate art versions of them. There's like there's the versions of them before the dragons. There's the versions of them when they were young, when the dragons were around, and then you get to see like oh uh, what they look like now. The dragons have still been around for thousands of years, for next thousand years. So some of them be like more beat up or burnt up or crushed, or just lazy like Simulgar. Yeah, just yep. lazy. Yeah, you know, okay. a lot of, a lot of people are freaking out over Narset. I don't think she's as powerful as they, or busted as they think she is. Yeah, I'm is. just saying, seven loyalty, man. Yeah. Seven. Well, to be drawing a card, you have to hit a non-land and a non-creature, which, okay, that's fine for the control decks, but I, it's a landing just with. I literally don't even care about that part. Just seven loyalty. And then if she lasts, if she just takes five, which is possible, I can then rebound a spell, I'm in. Well, yeah, but see, Chandra Firebrand did something similar, and people aren't playing her for the fork ability. She's also not standard. She's so, also not and She's also white. not white and blue. Yep. I do agree she's not nearly as good as people think she is, but the stats don't lie here. Four mana for a seven loyalty planeswalker, that might draw you a card. Even if the plus one literally said, flip a coin, draw a card, if it's heads, it would still be yeah, good enough. Yeah, we'll how many other, and, and how many other planeswalkers have we had that, that are, have more loyalty counters than mana cost? Than mana cost? Not many. Is, is Wait, she the that, only one? That's actually a really good question now. Hmm. Mm-hmm. No, new Two. Gideon, new shitty Gideon. Oh, he, he doesn't even really count. Does shitty he really? Gideon. Uh, just calling him shitty Gideon. <laughs> shitty ass Gideon. Gideon. Tybalt had two, so Tybalt doesn't count. All right, Wait, what's your name, new Gideon? I mean, hey, I hey, this is gonna be Gideon's year. We get two Gideons this year. No, I'm a liar. Gideon Champion Justice only had four. He was that shitty. 
Okay. Oh, a Johnny Caller of the Pride for loyalty for three. That's oh, there you go. That's something. The new Liliana is a three. The the legendary one from um uh Magic Origins. She comes in at three, and she costs three technically. Of note, the reason why she has to exile herself is because she does have to come into play to get loyalty counters. Someone was saying that that's why Moon Misses isn't a good thing to run your, in your in your Liliana deck. Because if you Moon Miss your Liliana, she never comes into play to give herself loyalty counters. So it actually kills her. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is actually really interesting. That's why you have to get the triggered sparks. Well, you the thing for me is like, well, the thing for me is like, I was hoping they were two, um, creatures, like two cards, like a creature and a planeswalker. And the reason I was doing this, cause like, I thought it would be like an effect where you could put the planeswalker in the side and you'd exile out a legend. And oh, Chandra Noir. From the side back out. Oh, that's pretty sweet. So it's like, this card does kind of go into the idea of what I was thinking of the creature, the legendary creature leaving, but, uh, you can it's still cool. technically figure out a way to flip her back, I guess. And yeah. new Chandra's already good, but Ch- oh, yeah, Chandra Actually, now that I think about it, you know what I actually found interesting about the new Planeswalkers? That would be in uh, Magic Origins. They have a converted mana cards of zero or less, so you can kill them with things that just blow up like tokens. Good old Gaze of Granite, underutilized. Yeah. Hmm. All the, ba- the base for every dragon is to be a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. Big. Hey. Because they're dragons, dude. Dragons are always big. Look, oh, if, you're dragon dragon. if you're playing the dragon deck... Not the dragon deck. Dragon signal thing. What are you saying? Like, the base is all 4-4. Four, four. Are you talking about, like, the little dragon, the dragon rocks? Yeah, I'm saying, for yeah. the most part, with some exceptions, the majority of the dragons ha- are going to be a 4-4 four, four, or can trade with a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, they're either, they're, they have either a base power of 4 or a toughness. At least a toughness of 4 or a base power of 4. Because there's a couple, but, like, five threes and four threes. Well, it is, um, Acid's Viewing Dragon. That's a three three. But it has Megamorph, so it can yeah. be a four. It's weird. You know you're going to play Crucible Fire if you're playing the Dragon deck. Come on. Oh, that's the non-Dragon Tempest. Okay, yeah. There's so many freaking Dragon cards. It is obnoxious at this point. And uh, the set hasn't even been released. There's too many Dragon cards. Also, some of these Mythics are really not good. Or just really EDH friendly. <laughs> like, there are going to be so many EDH mythics in this set, it's going to be awesome. Descent of the Dragons, just a six mana destroy any number of target creatures, put a 4-4. Awesome. What about Deathness Raptor? That's a mythic. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice. It's a 3-3 three, three for 3 with Death Touch. And well, then Yeah. And when, oh, yeah, when something's turned face up, you return it back into play face up or face down. Yeah. He seems good, actually. But, but I mean, does it anticipate? Hmm. Is it sad That's that Assault Formation is the card I'm most excited about in this entire set? Dorn comes in again? Yep. It'll it'll give me another excuse to build Dorn. So. Oh yeah. Uh yeah. I, I, I yeah. That's actually good in the Dorn deck. As someone who has a Dorn deck, trust me, you wanted one of those to exist. Actually, the card in this set that has me like you know has this like you know makes me pucker a little is Clone <laughs> Legion. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh my god, that just got spoiled a couple hours ago, right? Jesus, yeah. that thing looks super it, sweet. I mean, granted, it's nine mana and it's blue, but then I was looking at it like, oh, damn. It's like, so technically, if I played this card, yes, I do get a token on the battlefield as a copy of um of that creature or of each creature my opponent has. But damn, now every enter the battlefield effect that my opponent had, I'm like, every enter the battlefield effect or card I had, they're getting everything I can currently do, they're getting. And they still get to keep what they currently had on the field. So it's like their army is not only as big as mine, but bigger. Yeah, it's pretty good. Ugh. And it's 
permanent. They don't go away at the end of turn or anything. They don't have like that illusion effect either. Oh shoot, you're right. Holy crap. Uh, I just took that for granted that it was gonna be like illusion effect. Oh see, damn, that's better. See, it does cost I, nine. I just wish it does yeah, for nine you should get it. But that's a I just yeah, wish I mean, it don't get me wrong. for each cre- for each creature each opponent controls. Although you could target yourself with this. Yeah, that's the point. Like, if you're playing an individual deck, if you can target yourself with this, you laugh for a while. So so this card is obviously going into, like, all the Blink decks ever. Not really, because it costs nine. That's the problem. That is a huge amount of mana. But you're playing Blink, so that's blue, white, and green. You've got access to the mana. And then on top of that, it's more like of a... It's like, like, hey, look, I've got all these effects, and now I can pay nine, and boom. Like, not only do I get every enter the battlefield in the world that I could possibly ever want, I've doubled my army. You see, the thing about that, though, is that it does nothing on its own. Like, if you draw this off the top, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I yeah, got to go, guys. Like, yep. this, this thing I had a bunch of fun. Uh, yeah, email I'm... me if you have a spot or if you want me to come on. I'm always happy to do so. All right. Have a great night, all right? Good night, guys. That was great talking right, to you, Later, people. Evening, Tom. Howdy, howdy. There's Calvin. <laughs> there you go. And Mark. <sighs> All right, then. Has everyone taken the time to look through the set and pick the card they want to talk about in the other 99? Nope. Yeah, but I can't believe you took my scryfish. You can, you can have the scryfish. I, I totally th- thought I, I was the only one who would pick that card. I honestly got No, I love Patrick Scryfish. Like, he's just the best. <laughs> Man. Nah, I got plenty of other stuff. So. For some reason, I could have sworn Tom had written down Science of the Believers. I guess not. No, I just took Agent Erebos, Scourge of Fleets, and Hour of Need. The last two just being cards that are definitely underplayed from the set. Scourge is, like, legitimately great. I love Scourge. He's great in the Hero deck. He's Scourge great in awesome. any deck that runs islands. Because he hits your opponent's creatures and he gets to laugh at them. And you also just get a little eye at them. So it's the best of all the worlds. Ugh. All wish- the worlds? The overworld, the underworld, the interworld. I kind of wish Clay would. I wish Clay was here so I could run an idea by you guys for the Mardu episode later. But I'll just have to send that an email. We're doing a Mardu episode. Yeah, we've done Avzan and Saltai and Teamer. Oh yeah, that's right. You guys are. Yeah, you, I wasn't around when those were happening. Yeah, but I saved Jessica, and then Mardu. I specifically saved until you came back, and I actually have a special guest in mind. Mm-hmm. Mur, mur. That's my favorite part about the about their clan. It's like a mispronunciation of the word murder. The murder clan. <laughs> that doesn't make it way better. Actually, so remember, remember when we had the uh, tiny mirrors guy on? You did? Yeah. No way! I can't believe I missed that one. Yeah, we totally did. So we were joking around about how you could just build like a thought, like a Thalia deck or whatever, and have like a tiny leader deck built into an actual EDH deck. So if you just wanted to play Tiny Leaders, you could just take all the cards out, and you would, boom, instant Tiny Leader deck. Cute. So, so I was thinking, well, I'm going to take Ashlyn and 99 Mountains apart, because I just kind of, because she's taking up a lot of mountains that I need for other decks. Uh, a lot of mountains. A lot of mountains. All the mountains. All the mountains. So I thought, well, this gives me an open deck slot to just kind of have, like, a deck that I'm going to experiment with, as you do. And I thought, you know what would be cool? Being able to do that with Alicia, because I just kind of really want to build an Alicia deck. And then I started seeing the spoilers for Dragons of Tarkir, and I thought, okay, what if we did this? What if we had a Zergo Tiny Leader deck that when he went to EDH, muscled him up to Zergo Helm Smasher? Hmm. 
So you're thinking of a tiny leader's deck with the small Zergo at the helm. But then when you get to add the extra cards in there, you kind of like swap him out and put the bigger one? Yeah. Or you could just play EDH. You could. Yep. But, but this has That's the best option I hear so far. <laughs> but, but, but I like but I like the Gurnlog feeling that this has. Like you've got your tiny robot, but then he starts piloting a giant bigger robot. And then we start doing like 200 card EDH where we have like a third Zergo Helm Smasher thing that's just like ridiculously big and throwing galaxies everywhere. There must be someone with three legendary cards. Is there someone with three legendary cards? Mm. There's got to be at least somebody who's got three legends. Hmm. I can't think of any legendary creature that has three. The fairy's close. The fairy is close. Uh, let's see here. Well, no, I yeah, thought... you definitely can. Phage, Acroma, Corona. Oh, yeah. 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 Georgia. Mm. Boom. But it doesn't work, obviously, because you gotta go, like, white, then black, then five color, but whatever. Yeah, the, the, the next best thing you could do is, like, put the Zergo deck inside, like, a 200-card five-color deck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, when, when you think, well, actually, if things keep going at the rate that they're going, when we do inevitably return back to Ravnica, because <laughs> we're going to be going back there, I'm pretty sure Niv-Mizzet will still be around. Oh, yeah, we have three Niv-Mizzets. <laughs> <laughs> Niv for president, vice president, and secretary. Okay. Okay, so let's see here. What, which card gallery should I look up so I can be able to find these cards and know what the hell we're talking about? I've just got this huge swath of gather images up, <laughs> which in the end is not even close to useful. So I'm just going to close them all now. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna, gonna, I'm I think it would be all over Twin Flame, man. Who, me? Yeah. Uh, like, look, when it, comes, when it comes to certain episodes, if I have the time to prepare for them, I do. Other episodes, like this particular one, nope. Oh, I'm not talking about preparing. I just, I just figured like Twin Flame would be your jam out of Born of the Gods. What, was, sorry, there to, the next. what was there to prepare for this? I've been saying for like a week or two now. Hey, we're doing the Journey review. Yeah, and out of uh, what was it? Uh, Journey into Nyx. That's the one where we got the enemy colored gods. Yeah. You. I. I've got what was it? Iros, the god of Lith, and I've got the blue red god of thunder. Coronas. But aside from those two cards from Journey into Nyx, there's none that I can honestly say that I know of offhand that I actually have. I'm pretty sure I still have some, but at that point, I stopped paying attention to what set the card came from. And just so, like, oh, look, this card is great. I'm going to use it. Good news. I built a deck with each of these commanders besides Crewfix and King Makar. So, need me to fill in for any of those, I'm in. Also, who the hell put Palancron for my favorite commander? That is, that is a <laughs> low ass blow. <laughs> That's a really good question. I don't even know what my favorite commander is this week. Well, I always know what my favorite commander of the week is because I always use it as a transition. Oh, that's fair. If that's the case, then you can just go right ahead and put down my favorite commander of the week being Iros, the god of glyph, because we're going to be talking Journey of Nyx. And that's a card from Journey of Nyx that I know I've played the hell out of. I'm just really excited for Mark to wax lovingly about Afara, God of the Polis, because she's amazing. Oh, she's she's so laugh set. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm just waiting for. I just want to see how much hate we're going to get for the Ajani mentor of the heroes. I was thinking about putting him in my Dagatar deck, but He's then I was like, "We'll get we'll get there. We'll get there." He's a really okay, good then. five. If you have five, you can cast him and just be like, "Hey guys, so if you don't answer this, I'm going to draw two great guards over the course of the next two turns." Okay, there we go. Yeah, I did get a chance to play the. I got a chance to play the pre-release for this set. Okay. 
I remember this pre-release. This was the first fucking pre-release I didn't get the color I wanted. Because all right, I gotta open up MTGO to figure out what commander I like right now. Because that was the one where it was the Dombreeder okay, uh, yeah. Chariot as the promo, and everyone was all over white because we got a bunch of fucking power gamers in my... Exactly. Everyone had to get the Dombreeder Chariot, so everyone was like, all right, can I go white? No, they've all been sold out for a year. Yeah. <laughs> I just went blue. I figured... I, I skipped I wonder, this one, I wonder, if that's even, I wonder if that's even an option. Can I potentially just, like, you know, go to my game shop, slap down, like, pre-release money and pre and, and save a spot in my color for next year? I, don't know I know what is. for next year. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's like Maybe you know, like, like you walk in, it's like I, it's like I don't know what color, I don't know what set it's going to be. It's not even named, but whatever it is. Here's a hundred dollars. Just reserve red for me for the next five sets. Right, and then every time like they get their box, they take a red box set, put it to the side, and I let them know like uh, basically I put in like an order: red, red, white, red, white. Uh, green, red, white, black, and then just move away. If you can find a shop that would do that for you, uh, I I want to live wherever you're at. My shops don't even do pre-orders anymore of anything, and it's kind of just like catch as catch can when you get there in the morning. Huh. Okay then, I'm ready to go ahead and get started. If everyone else is, uh, almost. I'm trying to figure out who I actually. I I think I'm just gonna put in Alesha just because I want to talk about how everyone builds that deck wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Got to figure out how to. Okay, I'll shut up now so you can get the levels right. He never gets the levels right. My levels are always at maximum. That's how I live life. Mm. He cranks it up to 11 every time. <laughs> it blows everyone's ears off. Well, why isn't why isn't 11 just 10? No, you don't understand. This one goes no, to 11. No, you understand because that's why it goes to 11. No, 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 no. You don't understand. Pay me $500, and I'll make it go to 12 for you. <laughs> that would have been the best response, actually. I didn't think about that one. <laughs> All right. Okay, everybody, that was another edition of Dangly Bits Theater here on CommanderCast.com and on Stitcher and on iTunes for all of you out there who happen to have Androids and Apple devices that listen to us. If you want to contact us, if you want to contact us, you can easily catch us on CommanderCast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Twitter at CommanderCast. You can also go right ahead, hit us up on our Facebook page. And if you want, you're going to leave a five star review on our I, if you leave a five-star review on our iTunes, we will read it off to you when we actually have an episode that doesn't just die to the internet. Um, so to that, that's basically all I've got right now. Kind of tired. Been recording and editing and changing up shows all day. So I'm going to get back to doing that, and I will see you guys next week with another edition of Commander Guys. Commander Guys.